Hello, Internet, and welcome to the 379th episode of the Quarantine Cast, recorded on October 15th, 2021. Before we get started, before we get too far into it, shoutouts to the Fear and Molding podcast for calling out and offering solidarity to the actual most oppressed group, the Talls. <laughs> what? The fucking Talls, man. Yeah. Hassan Piker is like a fucking mammoth. Mm-hmm. Like he's just a huge fucking dude. When you see him in like IRL Twitch meetups, <laughs> he's just towering over everyone on top of being like a generally pretty bulky dude. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they, he, he, they had Matt Walsh and um, uh, fucking Timothy Simons from Veep on on this mm-hmm. most recent episode because they're doing a Veep rewatch podcast. And yeah. Timothy Simons is also a fucking mm-hmm. gargantuan, uh, what, what is it? The Pointless Giant. <laughs> I, thought uh, it, I thought it was Jonah the Giant Jerkoff. Oh, that's, no, it's There's Jack and the Giant. Uh, Jack, Jack and the something Jerkoff, I don't remember. Yeah. Jack and the Giant Jerkoff, yeah. <laughs> No, there's this this it's gold. Uh but yeah, the the talls are definitely the most oppressed group. Yeah. There's nothing about that. I I know we're in a flux in progressive conversation over how important representation in media actually is, but like, you know what? Felt valid right there. Like my problems recognized a little bit. Your problems. Yeah. Such as uh, airplanes are tight and uncomfortable. I some chairs are they're just tight and uncomfortable for everyone. More so for me. They're not. More so yeah, for the dude. talls. When when your your knees are literally pressed into the seat in front of you the entire flight and you cannot adjust. Like your your back is literally planted firmly into the back of the seat and your knee is planted firmly into the seat in front of you. Like you're just locked in. The only way you can adjust is if you go to the bathroom. Yeah. It's tough, Andrew. It's tough out here for a tall boy. When you need to stand in a chair to reach the top shelf, come find me. Then, okay. we'll, then we'll talk. Hmm. I've had to. Even 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 for talls, sometimes there's shelves too tall. No. Yeah. All right, that was my introduction. What, what do we <laughs> got to talk about today, gang? Andrew, I don't know what to say (laughs) yeah um, (laughs) while i still maintain that uh there was not any tomfoolery going on and that i did not get fleeced out of my mind um the trade did look immediately very bad for me (laughs) uh uh, do you guys want to walk people through what happened immediately after we finished recording yesterday I traded Antonio Brown to Ryan in our fantasy football league for Damian Williams, the running back for the Chicago Bears, who's been filling in as the starter while David Montgomery's hurt for the next probably three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and immediately got lambasted in the group chat saying, like, Antonio Brown's a top 20 wide receiver and Damian Williams is a running back on the Bears. And in a couple of weeks, he, he'll go back to being the backup. What the fuck? And. I was like, well, Antonio Brown, he'll have good days and he'll have bad days. Uh, I needed a healthy depth piece at running back because I've got two healthy running backs and and no other healthy running backs. Okay. Ten minutes after that was done, 
Damien Williams got put on the COVID list because he tested positive. <laughs> so he's at least out this week, potentially next week. And Antonio Brown had like 100 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it all happened on the same day because Antonio Brown played on Thursday. Now, I, I set out because I was going to start Kadarius Tooney. I was like, oh, shit, my lineup looking looking questionable right now. I need another wide receiver. Like, I've got some some like somewhat worthwhile running backs that I could give to teams that are like looking for some help over the next few weeks. And, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, I'll start with my boys, the boys that I do a podcast with. Let's see if we can find a mutually beneficial agreement. And originally it was like Mike Davis, you know, he's he's literally got a ceiling that's equal to his floor. Like you you just know exactly what he's going to give you every week. It's not good, but in the flex, you know, 10 points, you could do a lot worse for, you know, a bye week fill in or something like that. And Andrew was like, nah, not Mike Davis. And I was like, well, Damian Williams, I can't start him. And the next three, four weeks, he's going to be a legitimate running back too. And then, <laughs> yeah, I must have looked like a literal inside trader. Uh, but yeah, it, it all fell apart. It all fell apart quickly. Also, it's worth pointing out that I traded Antonio Brown to Andrew at the beginning of the season yeah. uh, in order to save my roster spot for Tyson Williams, <laughs> who has since been easily dropped and has been pretty worthless ever since. Andrew, I don't mean to rub salt in the wound, but uh, Christian McCaffrey is not going to play this week. So, yeah. like, Ryan probably didn't even need to make that trade to win this week. Nick so. Chubb is also not going to play. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, actually, my lineup would have been fucking scarce. Like... <laughs> I would have been down bad if <laughs> there was a chance. I like if Julio doesn't go, or if any of those other guys don't go, then I just straight up wouldn't. I would have had a zero no. in my slots because I have like three buys. Jalen Hurts would have already played, so I couldn't drop him. Like someone already in my IR. Like I'm literally just might not have had enough players if I didn't pull off that trade. If if anyone else can't go, be it Julio or any of my other questionable starters. I'm I'm in tr- I'm already yeah down to my last couple eligible players. So, yeah, we'll see. Mm. But I am Kadarius Tooney is now starting again. Although Kareem Hunt is probably going to pop off even more than he usually does now that Chubb's out. No. So, we shall see. It's fantasy baby any given Sunday. Hey. Dodgers pulled off a win in the ninth in an event that could literally be heard throughout the city. Yeah. Or the bar that we were right next to. That's fair. That's where most of the cheering was coming from, I'm sure. Yeah. But, yeah, also there's been a bunch of blowback about that check swing. Oh, When we first saw it in real time, we were like, oh, yeah, no, it looks like he went. But, yeah, no, it it does look pretty rough in (laughs) slow-mo. And the fact that that ends the game, it was an 0-2 count. Like, mm-hmm. could have easily just called that a ball and moved on and not decided the game. So, yeah. What can you do? Yeah, I saw it. It definitely does not look like he went. So. You know? Dodgers get all the calls. I actually don't know if that's the thing. 
MLB umpires are weird in that they're not necessarily biased, but they love to be the star of attention. Yeah. Like an MLB umpire is the most flamboyant of any of the Mm -hmm. sport referees. Like they have like signature styles and stuff. And like the home plate umpire has his strike zone. Like Mm -hmm. there is a legal definition of a strike zone. But every umpire has their own strike zone. Yeah, That's they're like, I, I think, definition. you know, you, you should extend the strike zone six inches inside. So they will, even though that's not the strike zone. Yeah. I, is it just me or does baseball have maybe the weirdest etiquette of any sport? It's because it's so old. Yeah. yeah. And there's like, like I, all I don't unwritten know. rules and shit. Yeah. Rules I'm sure there's plenty of unwritten rules in like, yeah, foot, there's soccer and yeah. fucking cricket and shit like like old sports i'm guessing they just they got shit that's developed over the years mm-hmm. and like football and basketball are a little bit more recent they don't stretch into the 19th century that's fair which is pretty wild but yeah no it's 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 old shit and mm-hmm. there's a lot of superstition and tradition and everything like that and when someone violates that it's like nah fam you're in trouble Swinging away on a 3-0 count when your team's winning by eight runs, you're you're gonna get hit. The pitcher's <laughs> gonna throw at you next time. No, and, and like, the umpires are gonna a, let him. That's like, a literal like rule, basically. No, and like that's the weird thing. It's like I, you're not allowed. You you have to be the most stoic individual in some circumstances in baseball, even when you're doing shit. But also, this is a sport where. Yeah, if you want to get up in the in the ump's face because you think they made a bum call, that's just totally acceptable. Like that's cool. Well, I mean, you're gonna um, get ejected, but yeah, it's definitely get ejected. Yeah, it's definitely expected that like you're gonna go li- it's, literally yeah. to yeah. bat uh, for your for your guys. It's considered fighting for your players and is supposed to give a literal mm-hmm. morale boost and like you're a bad coach if you don't do it, sort of thing. And, like, managing a baseball game, well, like, there are some interesting decisions that can be made. If it's not, like, a really neck-and-neck game, honestly, like, it kind of manages itself. You just, you know, let the players play. There's not plays that you have to run, really, or anything like that. You can just say, hit the ball. Yeah, the the biggest decisions that they have to make are, when do you pull a pitcher, and are you going to put on the shift or not? Hmm. And nowadays you shift on basically every batter. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do whatever you want out there, kid. Why the fuck did you do a high bunt with runners on first and second? What What are you doing? I mean, there's no such thing as a high bunt. Or whatever that bunt was. A, that was not a good it bunt. It was a fuck up. It was yeah. the, the player missing the bunt. Like, Oh, did he pop it up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It wasn't even first and second either. It was first and third. Oh, that's which right. makes it so much worse. Because then immediately on the next batter, Cody Bellinger just stole second. <laughs> like, so it made it second and third. And that's all the bunt would have done because it wasn't going to score a run. So, yeah. Yeah, it was stupid. Anything anything to the outfield scores a run, really, in that scenario. And what if we just bunted? So. Yeah. Yeah. Dodgers don't have Coach LeBron. Oh. Unlike the Lakers, the Bucks boy got got a big long contract. Oh, John John Horst, our general manager. Oh, okay, okay. Huge extension. That 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. Probably the actual most deserved extension, like other than the Giannis. Somehow turned a very small market team into a fucking perennial championship challenger and then actually won it last year. Pretty fucking cool. So, Put his fucking balls on the table and swapped five first round picks <laughs> and Eric Bledsoe to get Drew Holiday and George yeah. Hill. Yeah. He just went fucking all out, man. So, question for the room. Now that we've got... Now that we've won a championship with Coach Bud, how do we get rid of Coach Bud? Bud. He's not on the hot seat anymore. He he made a lot of adjustments down the stretch. The net series was rough. But, like, against the Hawks, like, when Giannis went down, he he was a huge part of winning those games. Like, when, when Brooke absolutely balled out and when... Chris Middleton finally had his hot game, and mm-hmm. then yeah, against the Suns, he was nothing but solid. Like, yeah, like the he's he's firmly off the hot seat now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like even even if Bud like had done all the bullshit that he did, you know, earlier in the season and in the previous playoff series, um, like playoff years, I mean, and we still managed to win, he'd probably be off the hot seat anyway but he did stop doing the things that people got mad at him for doing and he he managed the team really well those last 10 games so we're bud stands now is that what i'm hearing we've come around is that what you get from that bud was always like a really solid coach who hadn't been able to take a really good team to the next level because he couldn't find their strengths and exploit weaknesses the same way other coaches did and then he figured it out so he was never ever a bad coach he was just not good enough for a while and then he became good enough okay mm. all right if we get a first round exit this season yeah he's firmly right back on the hot yeah. seat and his job's at risk but like yeah no he's 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 bought himself at least another season assuming we can make another deep playoff run this year right like, yeah no it's the, the thing is, is that playoff basketball is just 100% different from regular season mm-hmm. basketball. Like his rotations mm-hmm. were not changing and they needed to, and his, his tactics were not changing and they needed to, like he wasn't, he wasn't running set pieces. He was trying to run like free flowing offenses and everything like that. And it just doesn't work in the playoffs as well because teams can actually prepare. They can watch film yeah. they can dive into how to stop an opponent. Whereas in the regular season, you play one night, you get one night off, and you're traveling for most of it, and then you play again. Like, there's no time to actually mm-hmm. do anything to prepare for the most part. So, what are you doing putting Teague in, bud? They, they've seen so much tape of Teague. They got a lot of Teague counters ready to go. Even Teague had that one fucking game where he <laughs> drilled four threes and, like, came out of nowhere. And by the Sun series, he was, he was, he was out of the rotation, like... <laughs> I do remember they did put him in for like five minutes in game six and everyone, fucking everyone in Milwaukee was like, no, what are you doing? We're going to lose this fucking game. Teague is definitely his blind spot, but that's because they literally were the best best, team in the NBA when, when they were in the with the Hawks and Teague made an all-star game and everything like he's 100% got a blind spot for that old wash dude. (laughs) (laughs) So. We'll see this year. George Hill is 100% not vaccinated. Oh, really? Uh, 
yeah like we're we they, we keep giving updates and we're like yeah we're not at 100 percent yet and it's totally george mm-hmm. hill like if you know mm-hmm. his background with like Farrakhan and all that type of shit like wait yeah, what george hill is definitely the guy oh yeah no like louis Farrakhan is an idol to a lot of people in the nba and the nfl and george hill is one of them oh yeah yeah same with preston smith yeah. who's now Remember that? Apparently the anchor of our defense, according to the broadcaster. <laughs> I don't know about that one, but no. yeah. Um, so yeah, probably George Hill. Maybe Semi. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name yet because I haven't watched any Bucks games <laughs> in the preseason. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. George Hill might be completely washed, though. And if that's the case, then it won't matter. We'll use him as trade bait at the deadline to try to get that pj tucker type that makes all the difference oh semi ojalai ojalai is that how you pronounce it i'm pretty sure i don't know how to i've never i've never heard it said out loud oh but yeah could also be him too but everyone else is pretty much confirmed so yeah hmm. everyone on the net seems to be getting more and more fed up with Kyrie by the day yeah um steve nash was like going off just like look i'm done i don't want to answer any more questions about Kyrie. like i'm done if he's here he's here if he's not he's not like i'm done he did i don't know if it was like instagram live or something like that but like Kyrie went live yeah. and he's like i don't know that i'm retiring like i don't i haven't figured that out yet so i don't know if he's implying that he would then like want to get traded to a team that's not going to make him get vaccinated or if he might like change his mind and try to come up with some random bullshit to justify it someone on the nba subreddit made a really funny post about katie because katie also was clearly tired of being asked about Kyrie, Mm -hmm. and um they (laughs) they said like katie's relationship with kydie or with Kyrie, kydie uh with Kyrie." Uh, is similar to like that girl that you met on vacation. Like you know, they played together on Team USA. They were like, "That'd be cool if we played together." Like our game styles complement each other a lot. And then like you know, you're you meet that girl on vacation. You're like, "Wow, if only we lived in the same city." And then things happen, and you're in the same city. And then you kind of realize that she's fucking bad, <laughs> <laughs> and you have to kind of downplay the fact that you guys had a connection mm-hmm. in the past. And then go back to your ex, which is James Harden, and like, and be like, oh wait, yeah, no, you're actually, boy, that vacation girl has really exposed like how much better you are than what else is out there, and yeah, now like him and James Harden seem to be getting like closer and closer because they also complement each other really well, but they played together when they were young and like actually have good chemistry and stuff. Ryan, Whereas Kyrie's just kind of a madman. Ryan, you're pitching a fascinating reboot of Grease and or High School Musical. Yeah. There you go. So Kyrie is Sharpay and <laughs> James Harden's... No. Wouldn't no, Ky- James Kyrie- Harden be Sharpay and Kyrie would be Gabriella in that? No, I, um, so Kyrie would be... Um, not uh, Stephanie or Vanessa Hudgens. Gabriella. Uh, yeah, Gabriella. And Come then... on, Andrew. You know the name. Don't <laughs> continue. Now I do. I forgot. I knew it at one no, point. You knew it. 
I know you're playing cool. We can unlock this memory box. No, hey, no, I'll, I'll fully admit. You I get watched, it. You're a big macho man. No, I watched like, High School Musical. Like, I, I fucking remember that shit. I just didn't remember one person's name. The main character, arguably. What was the name of Sharpay's brother? Ryan. See, I, def- I, I definitely I know that did one. not know that oh, one. Oh, <laughs> I wonder why I could possibly remember I, the name Ryan. That, That's weird. Was that as queer-coded as characters were allowed to be on TV in... Like when when did that movie come out? Two thousand eight. He's not queer. He had a girlfriend. Yeah, he actually did have a girlfriend. But yeah, like the actor's gay, and he's probably not that great of an actor. So, yeah, probably leaked through mm-hmm. a little bit when he was having scenes with uh, some of the hottest people in Hollywood. <laughs> like that, he had chemistry with them. But the hottest yeah, teens around. Andrew cut out, and he had a point about Kyrie and Gabriella, and he's just gone. Oh. I feel, but like Gabriella is literally Troy met her on vacation, yeah. and then she moved to this. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Kyrie would literally be Gabriella, but Gabriella's the the good yeah. one. And Sharpay's the crazy one. What were you gonna say, Andrew, about your point? About I don't, Gabriella. I didn't. I didn't have a point. Oh, just okay. that I forgot the name briefly, and now I remember. Fair. Oh no. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, you had a point about <laughs> no, the point Kyrie. was Ky- Kyrie would be Gabriella. Yeah, um, which makes no sense because Gabriella's no, but but she was the she was the vacation girl. Yeah, no, but that'd be like the inverse of this situation. Sorry, I don't know if Troy and mowing, Sharpay ever dated. Mowing the lawn right in front of my window. No, it is. Did Troy and Sharpay ever date? Is that canon? No, Sharpay dated that one basketball player who was great at baking. I think Corbin Blue. Zeke. No, not Corbin no. Blue. That's Zeke. That's the other oh, okay. black basketball player, Andrew. Okay. You are canceled, my the friend. The only other one in this Arizona high school. Yeah, no, there's two. And one of them is, yeah, Corbin Blue. And I've forgotten Corbin Blue's character's name, so there you go. But somehow I remember Zeke. Yeah. Wait, I thought, I think because I thought Zeke, status quo. I thought Zeke, the baking basketball player, was white. No. Zeke? You just said Zeke. I know. Yeah. yeah. You think Zeke, the, I know the high a white Zeke. basketball player. Okay, you're. I guess you're cooler than you are. <laughs> no, it is. You know, more progressive player parents. Actually, now that I think about it, it's weird how many stories there are about, yeah, these people meet up and have a connection in a very specific context, go their ways, then meet up together, and later try to make that relationship work or continue it. But, like, in real life, that... Ugh. That's just weird. Like that's it's weird to run into people like outside of the context you know them in. Like I don't back in college, like running into somebody in a discussion section I have, like out on campus, it's like I don't know how to interact with you here. What do we do when we don't have worksheets to go over? Yeah. Corbin Blue's character's name was Chad, and I just genuinely that doesn't even ring no, a bell for no, me. I, like I straight up have no, no idea no way it was chad chad danforth <laughs> and also like i forgot that chad asks out taylor who's the um friend gabriella's friend who had to wear the headband right. because they didn't know how to work with black hair yeah uh he asks her out at the end do you think that was part of like the south park parody where they like yeah they, cartman was kept trying to get token and the new girl to like hook up because it was like meant to be, and, and it was like, just because they were the same race. Yeah, yeah. It was just because they were both. I mean that. 
Is that part of it? I mean, it's 2006. No, that's so a like, long-standing yeah, trope sure. in media. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we can have more people of color on TV, but like, they can only date each other. We we can't have race mixing in 2006. Also, Kelsey didn't make the poster for High School Musical. I feel like she was as big, if not bigger, of a role than fucking Ryan. Weird. Um, they just keep yeah. mowing Chris... the one spot in front of my window <laughs> over and over and over again. <laughs> so Zeke's actor's name is Chris Warren, and yes, he is black. He's exactly how I remember yes. him. He sings his song during Stick with the Status Quo, and where everyone's just like, no, dude, you can't bake. You're a basketball <laughs> two things that are very like mutually exclusive they can't you can't possibly do both unlike something that actually is like kind of a choice like being a theater kid or being yeah, it like, just, a sports and kid. that was just because of the time commitment it's like you can't yeah, no, it's you don't have the time to do, to do both. both the finals yeah. and the showcase are on the same day like the, it doesn't work you have to pick one <laughs> But, I think it wasn't even the finals. It was just like their big game against Central. Oh, oh. Because they yeah. were the East Wildcats. All Zeke did Wildcats. was go to basketball practice, drain a couple of threes, <laughs> go home in his sweats, and make a fucking cake. Like, yeah, yeah, there's, there's nothing that could prevent him from doing both of those things. These are, these are high school, high-level competing basketball players. They are very awi- aware that it is a requirement that NBA players have a weird hobby when they're off the court. Yeah. And like, you know that they just weren't allowed to say, Zeke, you can't bake. That makes you gay. (laughs) You you can't be gay and play basketball. Ergo, exo facto, (laughs) you can't bake and play basketball. If if A equals B, then B equals C, Zeke. This is not okay. Yeah, no. The lyric is, well, if Troy can tell a secret, then I can tell mine. I bake. Everyone's like, what? So I love to bake. Strudels, scones, even apple pan dowdy. And then they all freak out. And he said, someday I hope to make the perfect creme brulee. And then they all, like, really freak out. Because they're like, creme brulee? That's French. On top of everything else. You're baking French shit? Oh, there's someone who likes hip-hop. I think that was just a... A bigger white girl just likes to Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, hip hop dance. That's that's not allowed. Like they don't even we don't even know what, what her thing is. We don't She's even not know skinny her or black. Quo. She can't dance to hip Oh, intelligence beyond compare. So I guess she was a nerd. She's she's smart, therefore she can't dance hip hop music. <laughs> Ooh, boy. Ooh, that one that one's getting worse. I think- <laughs> Is this getting into breakfast club territory where it's like, yeah, this is about breaking down these borders, but it's aged in a very particular way where it's just reinforcing stereotypes now? Mm-hmm. Um, someone likes to play the cello, but I don't know what they look like. <laughs> I don't... Um, I can't... Cello guy, high school musical. I'm... When I typed in cello guy H, it autofilled the high school musical. <laughs> Holy shit, this is a tweet. The guy in high school musical who said I play the cello was arrested for robbing a pizza place at gunpoint. And he He's looking rough. He's he has not had a good time. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. There's no there's no peeking. There's no going over that. We have to cut it here. 
He also looks like a dude who would play the cello. Oh, I I, yeah. What does a I don't cello even know the player look like? Like that's not. He's just got like long hair. I don't know. Maybe he's a skateboarder guy in this. Okay. What happened to the cello guy? Yeah, he was a skater guy. Oh. There you go. So a skater guy that likes to play the cello. I, I, okay. He looks rather unimpressed about the fact that he's getting his mugshot taken. That's, he's been there before. Kind of like, yeah, yeah. I this is a Tuesday. Place at yeah. For you, this was the scariest moment of your life. You were held at gunpoint and worried that you'd never get home to your kids. For me, it was a Tuesday. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to episode 379 of the Quarantine Cast. If you like what you heard, like, comment, subscribe, etc. Check us out on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok for highlight clips. Act blue link in the description if you want to help a collection of great progressive causes. Uh, support us on Patreon or through the Anchor Podcast platform if you're so inclined. Email us your questions and business opportunities, voluntary viewing at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter for updates at V2 underscore podcast and follow me at Lucas Writer on Twitter to keep up with all of my writing. Weekends here, everyone. Good luck having fun with it. <laughs>